Hello. This is Hotline League episode 87. So excited to be here, uh, hanging out with all of you wonderful individuals and the show and the chat. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce my guest in just a second. But first, I want to introduce my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark Z? Uh, it's pretty good. I should have gone to the DMV today, but then I, it was like 1 p.m. And I was like, nah. Why did you? Why do you need to go day. to the DMV? Yeah. I need to register my car because uh, we're swapping. Uh, it's swapping ownership from my dad to me because I've been out, you know, stuff like oh, that. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, what an, an exciting and interesting story to start the show off. That's really what <laughs> hooks people. It was to supposed to be a quick. I should have gone to the DMV and then I didn't. Let's move on. You didn't need to yeah. get into it. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Asking what someone's doing at the DMV is probably the most fucking boring. Well, like, no, you sometimes people are like, up. I lost my ID. My my driver's license. Oh, got that's stolen. a sick story. I lost my ID. Well, Dude, that's what if a you got mugged? Story. What if you got mugged? Yeah, at gunpoint right yes. there. It was like to me. I probably would have started that story with, I got mugged last week, as opposed to, I went to the DMV today. You know, like, where are you starting that Maybe story? Maybe it's a tough the, the subject. You know, sometimes people don't want to open up. That's my job. Um, all right. <laughs> Next up, we have Amazing, our guest for the week. How's it going, Amazing? I need to edit this background so that your name is on it. But while I do that, how's it going with you? Oh, I'm good. Went to Six Flags today. Had a good, good day, I suppose. Like... Couple of roller coasters, got to scream a bit. It was pretty nice. Have you been to Six Flags before? Never in my life. So, so what was your thing. what was your take? Uh, I mean, I like roller coasters, so uh, I really enjoyed it, especially like the Goliath one, which is like actually insane because it's so large. Right. It was pretty entertaining, to be fair. Yeah, I don't like roller coasters. I'm no, a sickness or I'm a coward. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't bother me. I just uh, they scare me. Yeah, yeah. I just I have, I have nothing against them. You know, they're just terrifying. Uh, uh, all right. What's your favorite roller coaster? Dangly legs, spins, big drops. Like, what's the what makes a good roller coaster for amazing? Uh, I think, I think uh, a lot of like a big drop would be good. It's always good. But then, like, honestly, I like when it's um. Like when you're when you're turning turning basically when you're in a more or less in a circle. I don't know how to explain it in English. Yeah, like I'm, the corkscrew thing. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, where like a lot of G forces actually like exerted on you. Oh, those are called helixes. I've played yeah. a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon. And yeah, see, so, so that that's where that, where it's at. Because then um, I'm about to pass out anyway, and then uh, <laughs> it makes the whole thing a lot more entertaining. Well, as we as we get into the show, uh, I want to we have some important topics to talk about at the start. But I do want to give a big shout out to Alienware. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. Uh, and then if you missed last week, you might have missed. We also announced Movement as a sponsor. So thank you to Movement as well for sponsoring the show. We'll talk more about them later on. But first off, there was some really spicy news that dropped today relevant to everybody watching the show. One, Sony, Disney, unable to reach an agreement on the, the Spider-Man movies will not be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe anymore. Uh, and I, I know you guys have some information, some insider information, because I was unaware of this, but we were talking about it a little bit before the show. What does this mean for Tom Holland? Okay, so, it? sure, sure. I, this is not insider information. This is me reading Reddit from people who presumably <laughs> don't know anything either. But uh, basically, like, they license Spider-Man for them to make movies. And so, like... Them coming to an agreement does not mean like suddenly Sony doesn't have the license and like the deal that Tom Holland signed on. So it doesn't mean it goes away. It just means that like Marvel, who was helping make this these Spider-Man ones because they wanted to use them for the MCU and like Avengers and all that stuff, 
they had been like working with Sony to make them so that they could use him as well in their ones. Yeah. What I understand this to mean now is that this just separated again. So like you're going to get more like Amazing Spider-Man and the first series of Spider-Man. Even if it's still Tom Holland, it won't be a part of the MCU anymore. And that's that's really and all. That means Spider-Man. it won't be as good because the Sony Marvel movie sucks. Yep. Yeah. Kevin Feige and all those guys aren't helping anymore. That's so it'll be a disaster. All right. Ama- amazing. Do you, how much can you speak to our second big movie update? Matrix 4 announced oh, today. God. I mean, I didn't read the Reddit thread, but I'm really happy about it. Like, I, I mean, at least if they can somehow redeem the third one, I didn't, oh. I didn't mind it, mind it as much as like other people, because like I've heard so much bad stuff about it. I actually yeah. thought it was entertaining, but um, honestly, I wonder what they're gonna do with 50 old Neo and a 50 old Trinity at this <laughs> point. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very pessimistic. Well, I think this also, is just like so they, they're is hot. Trinity dies in the third one right but she's coming back actually don't they both die yep but they're both coming back yep i mean what for is the question actually yeah i'm assuming i'm I'm hoping it's just like a rewrite of the second and third movies that's incredibly unlikely especially because the same creator is attached to it lana wachowski Mm -hmm. so i don't think that it's going to be yeah anyway so that's the hot take or the hot news for the week. Uh, but as we get into the show, we have to go to some lighter notes. So what's everything that has happened in league? So we had uh, playoffs this past weekend. Amazing. You were there. Was it the first day you were there on the desk or the second? Second. Second day. Okay. So you were there for the uh, Team Liquid Clutch match, which went to five games. Uh, the Seal GC9 match, not so much. Um, and... That, so that's obviously the big thing. We've got play or we've got finals this weekend. I leave to Detroit on Friday. Uh, and wait, amazing. Did you say you're leaving tomorrow or when? I'm leaving on. Oh, actually, I'm Friday too. Friday okay, okay. early. And uh, Mark, are you going in early? I know some of the casters. I went hiking with Azale this morning, and he said he was going early. Yeah, I think everyone doing the dive is going on Thursday. So we all fly out tomorrow. Or okay. no, two days from now. Okay. Okay. So you go a day early, even though they're not doing the dive the night before. No, I mean, maybe everyone's just going Thursday, because we usually have show rehearsal the day before. So, you know, we go there, they do tech rehearsal, they do a bunch of stuff. So Gotcha. Probably everyone's gotcha. actually there. Okay, so that's one thing. Uh, Clash is hitting. I don't know if we care about that, but that's maybe coming back. Um, yeah, I definitely care about it. I can't wait to play Clash. So like after being... the competitive season, you know, after after compete somewhere, it's you know. I mean, wouldn't it be okay? There's no part of you that's like, how interesting would it be to just compete in this for like one weekend or something? You know, like you just crush all these people. That doesn't sound fun at all. Uh, I mean, maybe if I play a different position, like maybe if I play Eddie Carey. Yeah. And and what if it wasn't just my 100T? What if it was like a bunch of other people? Actually, then it would be fun. Yeah. If every if every every like uh, team that is not in playoffs anymore. Joins in, I think it'll be it'll that would fun. be that would actually be the perfect way to market Clash is for them to have like a Clash thing that happens. Well, I, I guess Clash is happening this weekend, right? That's happening at the same time as finals, which is kind of weird. But if they didn't do that and everybody could like swap teams and just play on, on Clash, that'd be kind of fun and do different mm-hmm. roles or whatever. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I think one of the big conversations to talk about is the Acadian. TSM stuff because more came out 
Oh, oh baby. <laughs> I was, I was yep. worried. And <laughs> we have a former TSM juggler here, so he's going to be able to explain everything, break it all down. Talk about his personal experiences. Look, he's already going. He's it's he's having flashbacks. No, I'm hiding. I'm hiding already. Nas Amazing. Tell me about teacher. how Bjergsen ruined your career. Boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he went back to Europe because he couldn't deal with Bjergsen. Yeah. Every t every time every time I didn't get mid lane, he just came over to my desk and slapped me on the hand. You know, that's yeah. every single time. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> obviously that'll be something I'm sure we'll get some calls about. Um, oh, Parth wrote an essay. Yes, no, exactly. Parth wrote an essay, which I thought was hilarious. I think that's the important thing, yes, yes. is that it's an essay. What, what, it was, Six. I think, one year ago that he was on the show when he talked about, he, or he told somebody to write an essay, because it was around it was, the time that TSM didn't make worlds, right? I forget if it was when TSM didn't make worlds, or, yeah, because we didn't have the show in 2017, did we? Right, no. No, right. Wait. No, I think we started it last year. No, we did a little bit of it at the end of 2017. I don't remember, dude. Whatever. Yeah. It was. It was. It was some point. Acadian, or he told uh, someone to. God, to we might be coming up on our two-year anniversary of the show. That's crazy. Most shows don't last this long. Hmm. Um, what else? Most Any... shows move on to other things. Yeah. Is there anything else that I am forgetting that took place? Uh, or I mean, obviously we can preview the finals this weekend and the third, fourth hmm. place match. Um, yeah. But maybe, maybe nothing else. Oh, I guess Echo Punch released all their players. Maybe. So Echo Fox released all their that. players. TL and C9 are officially making worlds, worlds, which means they're the battle is now for first versus second, as well as uh, whether CLG or Clutch or TSM gets third. Yeah, and then oh, uh, rookie of the split and coach of the split. Kane got coach. Yep, uh, which was I think is interesting. Uh. Um, so maybe we'll have somebody call in about that. Uh, these are the big things. These are the big things for sure. Um, Mark, anything else I'm forgetting, or should we just hop into calls? I think that's that's mostly it, so I'll give everyone the rundown. If you haven't seen this show before, uh, Amazing, have you seen this show before? I have, indeed. Oh my god. All right, one of the watched few. the show? When? Yeah, 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 once most, or twice, yeah. Most people have no clue, and they're just like, what? Yeah, yeah, what, they usually have no show? clue. Yeah. <laughs> So this is usually the part that takes people by surprise. In Twitch chat, I just spammed the Discord link. You can go ahead and click that to join the Discord. Once you're here, go ahead and join Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls to voice channels. Mute your microphone once you're in there, please, so you don't annoy the other people. Uh, you have to stay in there because you type your questions into the Pleb Topics text channel. Uh, go ahead, write out whatever your take is. You think Clutch is going to beat CLG and they'll represent us at Worlds, whatever it is. Go ahead and put that in there. If we like it, I will pull you from Pleb Calls into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn. We'll do a quick audio check to make sure everything's good, and then we'll have you on air talking with us. Yep. Yep. Uh, and by the way, if you are a sub, first off, thank you for being a sub. Uh, make sure you sync the sub account, your Twitch account, with Discord because that allows you to put your topics in the subtopics channel, which moves a little slower and gives you a bit of an advantage on getting on the show. We try to pull a couple every week. So... Other than that, Mark, are you uh, you grabbing people right now? Yeah, I'll start with a layup. Okay, I'm excited. Off Mark goes. A uh, couple Goodbye. quick shoutouts, unless he gets unless he takes too long, just to some subs. Uh, I do. I did see Boba Cola earlier subbed two years in a row. First two year sub. Really excited about Gee. that. Thank you so much, Boba Cola. Hello. A Apex Battalion is here. Apex Battalion, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida. I want to go back to Miami. By the way, I let. Yeah, it's very cold you, over here. It's what? It's good over here. Yeah, it's it is. Not, 
I think that's the most fun. We'll see what Detroit can do, but I think that's the most fun finals I've had in quite some time. Mark, did you like yeah, Miami? Would... Yeah, that one was actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, those are my those are my favorite set of jerseys. Oh yeah. Like the, the Echo right. Fox one was really good. So was the Hundred Thieves one. Yeah, there were so like many that, things those, that you could yeah. do with like the Miami aesthetic. I'd lo- I don't know if they, they I think they don't want to do a venue that small again, but hopefully they. So to go back at some point in time, worlds like a world's stage in Miami would be sick. That would be so fun. Anyway, yeah, that would be really fun. Especially especially if you can tune in like some of the other stadiums that we have. Yeah. That would be really fun too. Well, so Apex, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, well, I, I said that what I put in my hot take was that TL would sweep C9 like they did back when they still had Jensen. TL will sweep C9. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, back like when they had when the last time they played whenever c9 still yes, had Jensen. which okay. is basically like a year exact sure so it was so it was summer 2018 uh why do you say this also very interesting that you mentioned jensen specifically in it but why why do you think this uh well i think that if you look at the semifinals that just occurred uh i also was on reddit looking at this and i saw um i'm going off a little of like uh what uh, i will dominate said that they literally had to play the worst series. They have played together as a five-man roster. They they played the worst series that they had in the two losses, and they still beat Clutch uh, Clutch Gaming. Where Cl- Clutch Gaming did play good, but uh, I feel like uh, Core JJ played the worst he's played this whole season, or the the seasons that he's had with uh, TL. And um, another thing that I was looking at while the broadcast that I I got so angry about was. For I think it was game four with Skarner, uh, Doublelift never never had a QSS. So every time, so that final engage before they lost, uh, he couldn't he couldn't uh, QSS the the Skarner pool. So amazing! You were obviously watching the games because you were there. Yeah. Were those the worst games TL has played all season? Uh, uh, I think, yeah, within a short time frame, I think. Yeah, this the season like when they when they lost, I think they didn't lose a lot of games, you know. But when they lost, they actually had actual terrible games. It was not like a close game that they just lost. It was actually them just running it down. So I feel like in the in the semifinals when they played CG, I think the draft was off multiple times, um, which is really weird to me because you know what CG is playing and you still give it to them. Uh, but I also thought that their um, team play was was off in a way where. They made plays without priors, which is really atypical for TL because they're always so controlled about waiting for ways, like having them crash and then maybe um, like maybe even forcing the enemy team to roam and lose out on waves, uh, which had multiple times that, that, that series. But they actually gave so much counterplay or like gave so much agency to the enemy team by simply misplaying a lot of the fights in the early game, especially, that um, it looked pretty terrible at, at certain times, actually, for a team of that caliber. The, the thing that um, stuck out to me a little bit to give some more props to Clutch and potentially C9 as well was that a lot of the fights weren't starting on Team Liquid's terms. And maybe that's just a weakness of the team that like, you know, a lot of times Clutch would just like go to Mountain Dragon and start it and then, you know, take the fight afterwards and just scrap it out. Even sometimes they would do that without really having great priority or anything like that. They did it. Um, at that Rift Herald fight, you know, Team Liquid was there with five men, but they just came in at different angles and weren't, like, well-prepared for it. So, like, maybe that is just an outright weakness of Team Liquid. Um, and it wasn't just, like, a serious thing. When they're getting engaged on, um, they just happen... They don't play as well. Uh, maybe they're a team that only wants to be the ones picking the fights. But 
yeah, I was a little worried about how how bad they were playing because yeah. sometimes it's just like, oh, that was an off day, and sometimes it's, well, we're actually just not playing that well in, in, over a larger period of time, like an actual slump versus a single day thing. So, and there's no yeah. guarantee it's gone in a week when you're traveling and doing all this other stuff. So this is an interesting situation, Apex, because, uh, like, and I, I you know if, if Mark or Amazing want to chime in, it's fine too, but we saw two really bad games. Like, TL just played two of their worst games ever. Shouldn't that make you a little nervous about what they can accomplish against C9, right? Maybe they're looking a little weaker than normal. Yeah, but at the same time, the same not, not the same thing, but something in that sense was iterated when they faced 100 Thieves, I think it was l last summer, where they lost game one with, when they had Ricaro in the lineup when they went MF. And they got mm -hmm. bullied out of the. They got bullied even though even though they have Jensen now and they had Poe Belter then, but they got that game when they lost. Everybody was so surprised because Tio came in as the overwhelming favorites as they did this this uh, playoffs. What what doesn't make me pensive about it is that we've seen Tio slump and then we've seen what they look like when they go up against teams like that and they just basically um, destroy de destroy like and they and they competition. So uh, I would I wouldn't say destroy, but they they outclass mm -hmm. the NA competition. So when I look at so when I look at C nine, I would say the the double lift is gonna get either better leads or the same leads that he got against Codison, which were literally he was 30, 40 CS up, like four four out of the five games. He was literally stomping bot lane, and I think again, and I think Codison is a better ADC than Sneaky. Like right now, this season, I'm not talking legacy, but I'm just saying this season. So if they can push like they normally do through bot lane, then they're gonna they're gonna win. They're gonna win, and they and they're just gonna push towers, and they're and they're gonna win like that, like they do, like they basically stranglehold you like like a snake. They just close you and close you until you lose the game. So Mark and Amazing, is this true? Do you think that TL will end up hand winning handedly this weekend? <sighs> I think it's pretty tough, actually. So, yeah. I, um, so I, I, I kind of agree that TL, whenever they're actually on a, on a LAN event, like whenever they're actually playing in front of pe uh, thousands of people, they suddenly step it up and they actually become a ton better. But it feels like, for me at least, that C9 is worthy for. Like, they're really good. I think Niski and Svenskern, both who, in my opinion, are still f like are my front runners in terms of MVP. Uh, discussion. Uh, they're just playing so well together, which is something like, you know, we saw last week that they struggled a lot in the in the mid two v two and like having like fights around mid lane. That's at least what TL struggled with, and then suddenly they're going up against a team that is actually even better playing around mid lane. So I do think that they will be beat bottom lane and they will probably win bottom lane against Sneaky. But Sneaky is so good at playing losing matchups that I think it doesn't really matter. And honestly, you will have like C nine just fighting on mid lane, forcing fights there, maybe getting a couple of early heralds. And I think that's basically what what will like drive the series. So I think it's going to be a lot closer than um, Alcala is thinking. But I think um, Tia should still win. That's at least my my take. Do you think it'll be five games? Four or five? Yeah, it's okay. hard to hard to say. Yeah. The way I feel about it is, if you turned off, you know, nameplates, so I didn't know the historical context, I would be like. The team that played in 3-1 their series looked way better. Uh, they should have 3-0. They threw a little bit in one game uh, and then lost it. You know, 
they look like the more aggressive team. I'm really impressed by them. They should they should win this series for sure. But then you turn nameplates back on, you're like, ah, that's C9. TL is the one that's won three times in a row and did well at MSI and all that stuff. And that's kind of more why it feels close to me. Because otherwise, I'd just be like, C9 is a, a much better team than Clutch. They also play aggressive. Uh, they also like to take a lot of fights in the early games. Sven is probably the MVP. Uh, it feels like it, uh, based off everyone seems to talk about him. Uh, who knows if that he if he is it or not? But like it feels like he's the MVP, and for a good reason. There's he's at so... least one person who accidentally didn't vote for him. <laughs> yeah, uh, only two people on this call voted, and I voted. <laughs> he was on my I ballot. Said there's at least one person. I didn't say they were on this call. Oh, okay, my bad. Um, uh, <clears throat> I sadly didn't get to vote. So. <laughs> yeah, wait, who is who is your vote again? It was uh, uh, Afro, right? Yeah. Did you work with him on the votes? Uh, nope. I think that was a solo mission right there. <laughs> I didn't have any effect on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, yeah, I just feel like C9's playstyle is what I like to see in the meta, and I think they're really, really good at it. And the only reason I'd be worried is that Team Liquid is so fucking good and have the most talented roster in NA still. Uh, and Jensen's playing really well, actually. Despite that Corky game, which was pretty troll, he actually did play a lot of the skill matchups really well. Uh, yeah, I was Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was screaming at my computer when he went in with the package. Yeah, that was <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, very I was like, what are you I was like I kept on I kept on looking at the game and I was like, why are you why are you side lane? Yeah, I mean Jad said something like he cannot do that again. Like that was he just he like yeah. laid it out. He's like, that is not allowed to happen again. He's not able to do that. Yeah, Kobe was lost for words. Kobe was like, uh... Kobe, by the way, in that series, okay. he's not home right now, so he won't hear me um, compliment him, which is great. But he, Kobe was popping off in that series. Like, he was just going in on everybody. He was laughing hysterically. He got in that weird argument with Jat at one point in time about, I don't know, Jat was defending, um, so maybe it was the, the quirky move. I have no idea. But at some point in time, Jat's defending something, and Kobe's just like, I don't believe you at all. It's just, it was... I enjoyed the, the commentary for that. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was that was hysterical. I was laughing too. Yeah. But like, getting getting back on the topic, I feel like you're what what if CLG would have gotten the the fourth seed and gone up against TL, TL would have handedly beat them because they they're basically a a the TL version when they had Poe Belter, which is focus around bot lane, uh, then. Have a have a have a mid laner that can soak up and play control and play control mages, and then have a top laner that can soak up uh, pressure, just like mm -hmm. Impact did when they had Pobelter. And then that was that was the TL of old, but now they changed. They would have, I would I would say they would have handily beat CLG easily. Right, but now, would would Clutch have put up a better fight versus C9? I would say yes. Because there were certain moments, because there were certain moments when you look at game two or game one where Niski did outplay Power Evil, but I think if if you if you if he faced the Monte in a volatile matchup like that, he would have still won. But there would have been moments where they would have inted not inted, but they would have given away kills and maybe the bot lane that they had, which with Cody Sun and Vulcan, which I think Vulcan is underappreciated, but. That's for another time. Um, they would have they would have pushed Sneaky and Zazel to a to a better to I mean to a worse position, which would have allowed them to move around across the map and stuff. Mm. 
Mm. I'm not sure I'm buying that that narrative. I think I would I would still say C9 would easily take care of Clutch as well based off how well it looked like they were playing. Um, no, I'm not I'm not so. saying they wouldn't. They would have easily beat them, but it would have been a more competitive matchup than no, I can I can I can see that. I can see them. I mean, I th I think they would have taken them three one regardless. Like maybe drop one game. I think the games would have been a bit more back and forth, like a lot more mistakes overall. I think it would have, wouldn't have have been as clean as it actually was against CLG. Like against CLG is, like CLG is a team where, honestly, if, you, if you're better individually and you actually know a lot of their, like, because CLG is really routine-based, at least when you watch them, that you always know what they're going to do if you actually study them properly. So if, uh, if you're individually better and you study their, their, um, their routines, I think you can easily beat them and we'll take them down. And they have no answer to it because they don't have the individual prowesses. Um, and I think against CG, at least it would have been a bit more competitive. You had more fights, maybe uh, a bit more volatile. And then I think, but I still think that C9 would have prevailed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so like my, my point here being, you know, Let I know the wrap transitive... wrap up with this point, but yeah. Yeah, my, pain, my point being that transitive property bullshit, which you shouldn't really use, I'm going to use for a second here. No matter what, TL was having the tougher series. You know, Clutch would have been taken care of easier by C9 because C9 is playing better. Um, that that's all the point I was making. So I don't feel like it's fair to be like, oh well, if TL plays C9 or CLG, they look better. And it's like, yeah, and Clutch would have lost harder to, to C9 than they lost to Team Liquid. So it doesn't doesn't matter. Either way, I'm still going TL, but we'll see if I I feel more confident and bolder uh, as the week progresses because I still feel like I, I liked what I saw out of C9 more yeah. by a good a good degree. Uh, I think it sounds like everyone's in agreement. TL is going to win. Yeah, or at they least should. They, they should they win. Should, they should win. Yeah, they, prediction. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they should win because they have they have at least an advantage, or they match up evenly across the four four lanes. Jungle is the one where I think Svenskeren outclasses Smithy by I wouldn't say a huge margin, by a significant, but enough of a margin that you can actually bank off him playing better just solely in the game. Not to mention, Doublelift is in fucking insane form. I will say, that's, 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 yeah. that's what I've heard. Oh, God. Thanks so much, Apex, for the call. Anything you want to say as we say goodbye? Uh, thank you, Alienware, for supporting my favorite show. Thank you so much. <laughs> Have a good one. Have a good one. All right. On to the next caller. Uh, as Mark is grabbing the next caller, I want to give a shout out. So I know I mentioned Boba Cola. He also gifted five subs and gifted a couple subs to some other friends so thank you boba cola i don't know if you're still here um but let's also take a look at some of the other folks who have uh subbed during the stream starting with bunker king uh ccr 17 christabel miss you julie lol globus arrow tempest for one year boba cola gifted five subs and x bruise as well as vasilum who gifted up to Janny ttv and then goalie pete for one year and boba cola gifted us up to mark who's been a sub for 18 months and i don't think he's ever spent any money on my channel. Freezy's joining us. Freezy, where are you calling from? Hey, uh, I'm calling from Bristow, Virginia. Brist is it Bristol, Virginia? Virginia? Like Connecticut? Bristow. Bristow. The w, w at the end. I've never heard of uh, Bristow, but I'm going to look at... Oh, wait. With a W? Like B-R-I-S-T-O-W? Yes. Oh, I had no idea this was a thing. Okay, anyway, sorry. What would you like to talk about on the show tonight? Yeah, so... Um... Kind of my take, uh, kind of going off the, the Team Liquid topic you guys just talked about, I think that the fact that TL, TL picking Stone Eteric shouldn't be looked down or flamed uh, in any sense, of the, any sense of the word. In fact, it should be kind of the opposite. I think 
our region. Mark is and... already chopping at the bit. No, no, Sorry, no. no. I, I just wanted to chime in. I just wanted to chime in that someone else in, ch in, in chat, who I won't pull because it's just opposite sides of the same uh, conversation, but it's pathetic that Team Liquid picked Sonoteric <laughs> versus Clutch, and they will not have this cop-out bullshit option against stronger competition. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, that, that, so finish your thought, Freezy. Sorry. No, no, you're you're good. No, that 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 thought he has uh, kind of plays into uh, my my take as well. But uh, to finish off, I think it should be uh, kind of appreciated by not just the fans but also the region because it might lead to inter uh, international success. I heard the audience booed. I was not in the <laughs> arena at the time, but I heard the audience booed whenever they got picked. Did you hear the settle, Mark? Uh, I I have a hard time here. I usually have my earpiece kind of out yeah, so I can yeah. hear the people in the room. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I boot, so... <laughs> By the way, Demonte's in the chat, and he's shit-talking Niski. Um, well, Niski's in the chat as well, shit-talking yeah. Demonte, so... Glad I'm getting can. in there, too. You, you can run the can show, I gotta one get one great mid laner and one mediocre mid laner, and I won't say which is which. Oh. But oh, one of them just took Team Liquid to five games. Okay, well, alright. You know, it's a five-game <laughs> thing. I Anyway, the point is... Uh, so... Is it a disgrace? Why Why would it not be a disgrace that Sonoteric got, gets picked? <laughs> why would that not be, you know, go ahead and defend? Yeah, of course. So um, I think, honestly, at the end of the day, the way I see Sonoteric is simply just another style that they're good at, another comp. I think having a, a diverse set of compositions that you can play out that you're good at. Obviously, we know the bot lane can play a standard AD carry, but also the fact they can play Sonoteric, uh, I think, is just simply another comp whether people like watching it or not. Um, a lot of teams, uh, including, you know, as we saw with Clutch, can't either counter this style very well because either they don't play it themselves that often or maybe they don't practice against it uh, that often, at least on stage. And, and recently, given the current meta, given um, with Donateric being played a, a lot less, especially uh, Taric, I think, more specifically. Um, the backlash against it uh, on Reddit, Twitter, even, you know, in the Discord... I think it's just way overblown and like ridiculous. If I feel like a lot of that is coming from the fact they don't like Team Liquid, rather than not liking the comp that they're playing. That's just my personal opinion. Um, and you know, again, to me, I actually don't mind watching Sonoteric regardless of who plays it. Like once it gets like, I, I'll admit the landing phase is kind of boring, but once they get to the mid game, they have that death ball going on. I think it's kind of entertaining to watch the death ball kind of go around trying to see how the other team plays around it, if that makes sense. I, I love this because I love that Sonoteric has stretched from... I, I mean, I think the first time we really talked about it was whenever um, at Rift Rivals, Grabs was pissed off of the G2 coach because they were playing Sonoteric. And so well, it's become this, like... Are you gonna just? Yeah, I don't know. Mark, go ahead. I, that's that's totally different context. He's mad because that's a for nothing series where Team Liquid's playing a comp that they're already good at, and he's like, "You should be experimenting and learning." That's not him being like Sonoteric is the bane of all existence. I know, but it's just it goes with that same thread of like, "Fucking TL played Sonoteric again." That I played that meme. I don't know if you saw the anime meme. Before, um, yeah, that, I saw it uh, with uh, Sonoteric. I just I I love that this has become a whole thing. So I'm gonna before we get to Mark, I'm gonna toss to Amazing. How criminal was it of of Team Liquid to play Sonoteric? What was your reaction whenever you saw that? Uh, I mean, extremely criminal. I think they should have been arrested on the spot. <laughs> uh, now, on a more serious note, I think it is perfectly reasonable to play it, and I kind of expect the Clutch to actually have an answer for it, which you should if you're actually playing a best of five against a team that is really known for playing it. 
And I was really surprised that they just didn't. Like every single pick, they like every single pick from top down was just wrong. They first picked, like, or they first traded onto Tari, uh, onto Tam, and so in order to take it away from the potential Sonar Tam Kench, gave up the Tarik for that, and had late game picks coming in against a Sonar Tarik. I didn't understand it, and I thought it was like I thought TL actually lost the series when they picked it. I was like, there's no way you should win with this right now. And then I see Clutch picking all the champions that they do, and I'm like, game is over, I guess. Um, I think it was criminal of Clutch to leave it open and not have an answer to it, and that kind of made it not entertaining to So you blame Clutch more for it. You're like, Clutch should have not left it open, or they should have countered it. You don't blame TL. Yeah, I mean, if they leave it open and they don't counter it, like, it's really not entertaining. You get behind, like, 1 on 2k by landing phase, you know the game is already over. Because a Son of Tom comp or a Son of Terry comp should be down, like, 2 to 5k, like, 5k at, like, 20, and then you probably got... You still have the potential to win as a Son of Terry comp. Like, you actually have a really high percentage to win. So I don't understand why they didn't counter it, and... It just made it really bad to watch because there was no answer to the extra comp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I can, uh, I think I'm pretty sure that game five was the only game that they didn't ban Sona. Yeah. So if you know that they play Sona, or at least can pull it out because you haven't banned it and Doublelift and Core JJ are really good at that lane, like, I, like what Amazing was saying, you have to have an answer to it. And like he said, every single pick was like not what you want against that lane. Uh, I'm wondering. Johnny running out with uh, CDR boots and uh, what is it like? <laughs> she was de uh, he's definitely not tanky. Like at least go warm with Sejani, maybe you can get a couple of gauges in. I think it would have been a bit better, but yeah. Eh. Yeah, I feel like they kind of like tried to go with the Tom Kench takeaway and then be like, see, don't play Tarek with it. No one's doing that anymore. People only play Sona with, with Tom Kench and we took it away, so don't play it. Uh, because they kind of needed to ban some of the other stuff mm -hmm. that was happening, like the Akali. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think Clutch was in a, a hard place, and it's, like, amazing saying, it sounds like they never intended to, going into the series, need to do a red side draft mm -hmm. where they leave up Sona. Uh, so they, they probably didn't quite have the prep for that situation, unfortunately. That said, I don't I don't care if Team Liquid plays Sona Tarek, dude, like, or Sona Tom Kench, whatever it is. I don't know why you would be mad at them. Like, for so long, people are like, we want our teams to have unique styles and picks that work cool. I don't like that one, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's all fun like, to I, watch, right? So I can understand why people will be like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Eh, whatever. You're fucking, who cares? It's to win the, it's to, to advance. And, like, it's it's such a big thing, too, because if Clutch leaves it open in game five and Team Liquid doesn't pick it, that says so much about their actual confidence on the yeah. champion and, like, gives so much information to C9. And the fact that they go and they pick it and they win actually has a huge knock-on effect heading into finals. So, like, good for TL for, for doing it. Like, mm -hmm. don't, don't you know, chicken shit out just because it's a weird thing that not, not many other people are doing. You're good at it. Rift Rival teams were banning it, maybe because they just didn't want to play against it and it's boring, or because yeah. they actually think... <laughs> Who knows on that one? Maybe they don't, actually don't respect it and they just didn't want to play against it, but they did win with it sometimes when people didn't, didn't ban it. So, like, obviously it's a strong comp. Uh, it's been changed a couple times, but not that much recently, so... Yeah, fuck it, run it. If, yeah. if it's good and people aren't experienced against it and it's, it's getting you free bans and fucking up other people's drafts on red side where they have this extra shit they need to get rid of, like, great, that's great heading into Worlds. And it's great when people leave it open because they don't have as much experience playing against it as you have playing it, you know? It's, it's just yeah. another version of all these other things that people love about G2. It's slow and boring, but strategically it has all the same upsides. Shout out to Medic, who's in the chat right now. Medic, who's, I think it's like 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. or something over in 
in Europe right now, so I'm shocked that he's here. I don't. How amazing is our show that oh. Medic can't fall asleep while watching? Cute. You know, if it wasn't great, Medic would have conked out a second. Yeah, I don't know if that was an amazing pun, but I'm going to assume it was an amazing mm -hmm. pun. No, I don't. Don't assume he's that smart. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, no, that's I'm a not. good point. That's a good point. That's the reason why he's not a doctor anymore. And then Rusty shows up in the chat. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening right now. Um, whatever. We're we're getting all the foreign casters. Uh, all right. So general sentiment here seems to be an agreement here, where it's like, look, it's fine if they played Sonoteric. Like the community can complain, but like whatever, it's it worked. Mm -hmm. I guess the one part of my take we didn't touch on uh, a lot was I think it will lead to more international success because kind of I alluded to that it's not being played, especially the Taric right now uh, in the meta. So I feel like teams, at the very least in NA, but I also feel in other regions, like I said, don't play it as often anymore or practice against it. And if Team Liquid can play it either near perfectly or very well, then I feel like that would be a really big advantage for them if Sona and or Tarek isn't banned. You know the sad part is? They don't even play that way. It's like... <laughs> it's actually the sad part, you know? like I think that's where maybe my frustration comes from, actually, that they didn't play it well. They just played the game and then they won. Uh, like, yeah. That's also true. That's, no, that's, yeah, that's a fair point. It's just really weird. Like, I, I don't know... I mean, we, we lost against them too when they played Sona Tarek, so I guess maybe um, I was in the same boat to CG. But honestly, like they're in in Europe, there are certain picks when, for example, have like a certain comp, like Sona Tarek, Sona Tom, right? People will scrim against it six games a day until they figured out the counter. Once they figured out the counter, no one plays it anymore. That's how it works. So, uh, for some reason, in an A, people didn't understand how to counter it at ever properly, and it was always banned until it was nerfed. In the EU, actually lost traction a lot earlier, where it was actually not picked like for like three or four weeks now. So. They didn't play it well, no, they didn't execute it well, and CG didn't count it, and I don't think they will continue that at words, they will not be able to play it, honestly. Okay, so amazing, you disagree. Like you think this is not going to lead them to international success because <laughs> people will just counter it. Um, it's I a mean, bait. It's a, it's a pretty big bait, especially if Caitlyn becomes like a, an action meta champion, which is pretty likely right now. I think you will lose your turret by like 78 minutes if the enemy team actually has hands. <laughs> Yeah. So we'll, now, this is a great moment on the show because in six weeks during groups, if this up and Peter bust <laughs> out Soda Tarek against like G2 or some, you know, whatever uh, mm -hmm. team from Europe, then uh, then we'll have this moment where Amazing predicted correctly. It's one of us is right. Either I'm like, yeah, diversity in your champion pool yeah. and like unique picks, or it's just like, this is garbage. And I said it was garbage two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Freezy, thanks so much for calling in. Anything you want to say as we say goodbye? Uh, not too much. Thanks for putting on a great show. Thanks for picking my topic. Uh, I listen to it uh, most days on the way to work. So thank you. Appreciate everything you guys are doing. Yeah, have a good one. Yeah, you too, man. Uh, we've got man, all your callers are so nice. They're no, all, they so are. wholesome. It's Whenever like we started, when we started the show, Mark and I were really nervous about the show because mm -hmm. we thought people would call in and be jerks or it'd be awkward or whatever but all, everybody for the most part are pretty well like just respectful people that are just like oh yeah thank you this was cool blah blah, blah. what's funny is the one time we had a troll caller come on he like came on I, f I forget what he said but it was basically like you know just said some profane shit and then he left right away 
and like my brain hadn't even processed like what he had said by yes. the time he left and both travis and i after the show were like hey dude you did a great job kicking that guy you were so on top of it and then both of us were like wait yeah. <laughs> we didn't kick him thing. he was like i'm out yeah he just said <laughs> it and left yeah oh whatever we don't even have to do anything anyways all right uh mark's off to grab the next caller uh, thank you to uh, Gilly Pete for 12 months bubble color gift sub to Mark. Uh, Sadistic Nero, 9 months derelict, derelict Reaper, Tige, 14, Jordan, uh, Drizzle, thank you for their bits, Tin Buster, Nova Scotian Boy, Coin Shock, both. Hey, that is actually one of the coolest names ever. That is a. Did you hear that, Mark? One of the people who subbed is named Coin Shock, both. A Mistborn and Name of the Wind. I haven't read misborn yet i mean i can't read so <laughs> get those audiobooks dude it's, it's fine for people like you now you're living in the golden era of oh. illiteracy oh. you have speech on your phone you don't need to read anymore dude <sighs> all right whatever mark you gotta please anyway there's vice, a caller in here vice versa vice versa virtue where are you calling from uh calling from newport news virginia from Virginia as well? Yeah. Do you live near Bristow? Um, that's like way far away. It's like two and a half, three hours okay. away. Well, so I don't I'm go up there. Sorry, you can't be friends with it. looks really beautiful there. I'm looking at a picture of it. It's yeah. very, there's some forest. Dude, that's so creepy. You Google where people are from as soon as they tell you. Yeah. He instantly yeah, grabs his IP address and like, who gets the homes. <laughs> I want yeah, to, what the hell? I want to visualize myself as that person, you know, like what, what are they taking in? What is their life like? You know, who are they? I, I try to connect with people, Mark. That's my big thing. <laughs> Vice versa virtue. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, I, I wanted to talk about how the TSM Acadian situation seems like it's very similar to the 100 Thieves Cody Sun situation, except everyone's kind of giving them a pass because of their, their history with their wins, um, especially considering all the information that came out from Dom and Loco and how kind of Parth responded to that. Um, it, it seems like it's a, it's kind of what OP TSM fan was talking about last week where something seemed off. Um, and for those who aren't aware, Dom and Loco brought up that, you know, it seemed like there were some team synergy issues, particularly between Acadian and Sven, and then uh, TSM came out and said that wasn't it, but it's, there's a bunch of things that seem like they just don't correlate or add up correctly. All right. Everyone watching right now, go wake up your family. Go message your friend. This is the TSM topic. All right. Oh, we're, no. we're in it. <laughs> this is the part Dance, this is what you all better. tuned in for. You tied you tied in hundred thieves from last year. Now now Amazing's really he's yeah, got yeah, both exactly. he's got both sides of the exactly. Exactly. really really handle my PR well, you know, like it's, yeah. it's gonna be tough. <laughs> Amazing's about to pull the Ethernet cable and be like, "Oh, sorry, my <laughs> internet went out. I don't know what happened. Uh, it's normally so solid. I don't know." This episode title is not Hundred Thieves, you know, Amazing. It's XTSM Jungler Amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Comments oh, on uh, XTSM Jungler Amazing. No, 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 no. I mean, <sighs> okay, okay. So make it make your case, uh, vice versa, virtue. Go ahead and exp and elaborate on your your take. Okay, so. Um... I'm, I, I'm, if if I seem like I'm stuttering, it's because I have like a little note sheet of just what's going on. No, no, it's so, fine. I love everyone, what you guys you guys always prepare yourself ahead of time. I love it. Yeah. So everyone's aware that you know Greg and Acadian split time for summer split um, on July 16th. Acadian was named the starter, um, and then for week nine, um, Azale's tweet said that Spickle was starting. There was real no 
information about that until after the fact. Um, and everyone just seems confused by it. Yeah, um, Zale announced it. Yeah, yeah. Screw him for leaking information out to everybody. Well, but, it was um, on the website. Whoa, right? like, whoa, wait, yeah, are, yeah. are you saying that ironically, or are you actually yes, one of those yes. people? Okay, no, good. that's completely ironic. Um, okay, good. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, like how OPS, OPTSM fan was talking about last week, something seemed like it's off. And, and my hot take is maybe it's Parth, right? Parth's been there since 2017. Um, every, there was issues with, apparently, behind the scenes with Acadian, because you can see it in TSM Legends um, episode 11. Where they tell them like you know don't you don't have to sacrifice everything for your team you don't have to be a slave because you're not a slave, which feeds into the whole you know line of a theory that Bjergsen right. just wants a ward um, and wants them to tunnel um, and um, so a- after everything happens Parth comes out with his his long statement but it seems like some things are are missing or don't make sense he says that you know Acadian and Grig. Um, uh, they were splitting time because they, they saw, you know, um, positives in each, uh, but they ended up taking a kid in because of his mental fortitude. And then 11 days later is when um, Peter Zhang is brought up from Academy and they, they moved Goldman to Academy to help with drafts. And then the following week is when Acadian, I guess his, his mental fortitude that he was so strong with is what causes him to, to lose the starting job after they had swapped him in and out um, for six weeks with Greg. Um, so they keep saying that, that there's these other things that are going on behind the scenes that they don't want to talk about. Um, it sounds like you don't at, believe Parth. Correct. That's, that's exactly. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. So um, <laughs> PR. <laughs> yeah. So when Loco, when Loco and Dom were talking about it, Loco, as soon as Dom starts talking about it, Loco says that he was aware that it was going on, but was just going to wait for someone else to bring it up. Um, and, uh, and TSM has kind of countered that by saying that they think they know who it, who it is, which was, a, which was, I guess it's Albert Cohen, a former analyst who did scripts for, for stats and things like that. Sure. Um, and then Dom then, said it wasn't. Cor- I mean, correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then, was that guy? Was that guy at the party for his foreman analyst? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but even <laughs> Albert came party? out and said that what was happening—the dynamic between Acadian and Sven—was overblown. He said, "Yeah, it happened, but that's how things get heated." Is at least what the Ukrit article made it seem like. Um, so, so I didn't see it there. But but the reaction with here's some of the things in Parse Parse statement that I don't I, that I have some concerns with. Yeah, he just said go through it somewhat quickly because I want to dive in. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. said, I believe Greg was a better jungler. He had more, um, more strategy and better time using him. But again, remember, he had his wrist issue in spring. Um, uh, but Acadian integrated well into the split. Um, uh, they, he took them aside at the beginning of the split and said they had opportunities to go elsewhere. They both wanted to stay the, for, with the team to, to duke, duke it out. Um, they felt that there was a weakness with team play um, with Acadian um, as well as Greg. So that's why, um, and they believe Canadian's issue was personal. Um, but okay. in it, it says that it was a conversation between him and Simon and David. But at no point does it say they directly talked to Acadian about it. And then after that is when they make the decision to pull Spica up as it seems like a Hail Mary at the end of the season. Yeah, but so, none of that, none of that sound like I don't hear anything there that seems like you're contradicting. Or are you just saying you wish that well, they had handled it differently? Ta- ta- tag me in. Yeah. Ta- ta- yeah tag yeah. me in. Because I, I kind of agree where like, 
there's a lot of things here where I can't tell if it is, you know, Parth just kind of stream of consciousness writing this and not... It did seem very stream of conscious, which yeah. was what was surprising to me because there were, like, typos and, like, weirdly worded sentences there. And I'm like, I thought you wanted an essay. You didn't even proofread this shit. Right. So part of me is like it's that, but I think it does a, a, a weird job of, like, what it's saying. So, for instance, in the entire thing, he doesn't use Zix's name, which is weird to me. Yeah. You would think at some point... In this whole thing about all these conversations going on, Zix's name would have cropped up. Simon crops up. David, Peter Zhang, uh, uh, you know, fucking Albert Cohen pops up. But we never hear Zix's name, which is weird to me. And to be fair, if you read this and fine comb through everything, you know, Parth does, most of it is GM work. Um, where, you know, he's the one who's saying, like, hey, if you guys want to go elsewhere, you can. As the GM, you're the guy, you know, deciding ultimately maybe the roster, and you're the one who has to kind of make those decisions. Sure. Uh, so maybe it was Zix who said, let's run a, a, a seven-man or six-man roster or something. And Parth's like, okay, well, I'll talk to them and make sure it's cool. And then, you know, maybe it, it's Zix, Simon, and David who talk to him and say, we can't win with this jungler. Acadian's doomed fuck it, we gotta go find something else, and then he as the GM is like, alright, let me go talk to the, the uh, Academy staff and Peter and Spica and see if we can bring them up. Like, These are all things that hypothetically I can see being the responsibility of just a GM, and he's not really overstepping or not even, over. I don't know what the situation is, but like, you know, he's not taking on coaching responsibilities, hypothetically, but the fact that none of this is ever mentioning your head coach of your team is so weird yeah. to me. It's a massive red flag, where I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm really confused by how little Zix seems to be involved now nowadays. Like maybe that's just like from uh, interpreting it in the TSM Legends and like obviously Peter Zeng coming up. I don't quite understand. Like the I honestly just don't quite understand the hierarchy anymore. Like everything that is happening within TSM like was like so clearly defined before the season started. Right? They had Greg and Acadian being basically um, the journalists that they were going to use. Right? Uh, then they had Zix who was the head coach, Peter Zeng was the academy coach, and they had like Goldman, I think, in Last Sport as their as their coaching staff beyond like Zix. Right. Suddenly you have Reggie coming in, suddenly you have like the next game uh, Peter Zeng coming in, suddenly you have like an uh, I mean a sports psych that they also have. So now if it's like well what I'm just confused by is like who actually made the decision because I think actually honestly I don't think anyone actually did the decision. It's more like a mutual thing where all the coaches were like, Yeah, let's just do that. That's at least what I feel. Um, and what's more confusing to me is like how they judged it and how quickly they judged all of it. Mm -hmm. And I honestly don't understand how you can judge certain players by single performances or by scrims. Um, I mean, Greg had like a 1% win rate until Rift Rivals. Kenny had like a sub 50% win rate the whole year, like the whole split. And then Aspico is like at 50 or like now with players like at 20% win rate. But, I mean, we I, should say, you know, there's also scrims and practice and all that stuff, right? It's not like they're only making this decision off of what's happening on the stage. Yeah, but then you're just, you're trolling. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, scrims, I scrims mean, are weird sometimes. I, I you know, like, in, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest here. My scrim rate, even at my best, like, I mean, okay, in TSM was really high. In Origin, it was actually pretty low. But, like, a 40% <laughs> win rate, like, at certain times, we just... Like, I entered a lot of scrims, Mithy entered a lot of scrims, Saws entered a lot of scrims. If after every single scrim, right, or after every single scrim day or scrim week, we would have had someone above us that would have t told us, yeah, you're, you're not doing well in scrims, we're going to get a replacement. I think Origin would have had 25 members or something like that, you know? I think we would have cycled through everyone at least like five times, I'm <laughs> sure. So, 
Um, I'm just really confused by how they judge players nowadays, and I'm really confused by how they judge personalities, because honestly, I think the team looked good with Greg. I think the team looked good with Acadian. Uh, I mean, not as good as with Greg. I think Greg actually was one of the performing the most consistent or the best on stage. I think Acadian came next, and now Spicker's next. So basically, have the one that was performing the least well on stage now playing on stage, because coaches decided that that would be the thing. So I'm, I'm like, what, what is, what is your actual goal with that? Is it, is it like keep on building up power moves, or are you just stressed? Are you scared to lose? Is that what it is? And that's why you keep like, like cycling through junglers, or is there like a bigger issue at hand that is actually like the background thing that we, that was kind of mentioned by Dom and Loco, I guess, where what if there's actually like something going on behind the scenes that people just can't talk about, you know? Um, yeah. And I think at this point that may, I mean, it feels like. It's actually more coaches than anything that happened behind the scenes. I think it's more or less the inability of the overall or overarching uh, coaching staff to actually make the right call right now, or making too many hasty calls within a short period of time. That's at least my take. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think it's just Zix though, right? Because you have Woodbuck all, all the way back a couple of years ago saying that TSM always always focused on short term fixes instead of yeah, anything long term. But Woodbuck was there for like a split. Yeah, I know. I, but I, I mean, I'll just say this: like yeah. Woodbuck seems like a nice enough guy, but like hundred teeth sent or sorry, hundred TSM fans seem to dredge like Woodbuck's random comments up yeah. like years and years later. Like, I I just don't buy like the like I don't think he's a good source for insight into TSM. I, I mean, I'm sh I, I like Travis is saying he seems like a cool dude from everything I've seen from him, but like it was clearly someone like the shoe did not fit. You know, like he's a came from the traditional sports world. They thought, hey, this will be great to implement. And he was just clearly out of his depth in League of Legends in terms mm -hmm. of his ability to build trust with players, probably due to his, you know, through no fault of his own. He was a former baseball coach. Like it, we tried yeah. the same thing once at Team Liquid where we hired like a, a, a former football coach guy. And the, the hiring from the traditional sport, sports world just doesn't work. It does. It flat out has never worked. Um, he can't yeah. be the leading man. He has to be a supportive force. That's what I think. And that's right. what's kind of happened is people have taken on the sports psychologist role for these people as opposed to the head coach role, which is where it failed for a lot of the teams who tried it early on. Um, a lot of people have since come into the esports scene, you know, some of them from traditional sports background. Daler was a, a coach. Weldon's yeah. a sports psychologist. Um, but a lot of them, like, kind of worked their way up into it. They were not, like, handed the keys right away. And Daler was, is fucking good at league, even. He was, like, diamond one or something. He wasn't, like, a a, a nobody kind of thing. So. And he wasn't pressed hard-pressed to actually make something happen within the first split. Like, he had two rookies coming in with Huni and Rainover. Or, like, two, I guess, I mean, one rookie and Huni, and then uh, he had Steerback, too. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't, like, really forced to be, like, the best coach from the get-go. They actually gave him a lot of time. And he actually took the time to actually listen to the players because I had conversations with him and like the players at that point. And he wasn't, he didn't have to do anything. Like in the beginning, he was listening and then started to understand, oh, this is League of Legends at a competitive level and this is what I want to do. And I think, yeah, I mean, he was a really special case. And I think everyone who, who just thinks that they can emulate or imitate whatever they, they were doing back then, uh, yeah, good luck. Yeah. So, anyways, we got, we got a little off topic there, but well, I either want to push way, I do further off topic. <laughs> Unless, Mark, you have a thing you want to say. Oh, I was going to get back into what happened this season, because I, I, I just don't like using random examples from previous seasons. Yeah. Because sometimes yeah, well, they do hold up, but oftentimes they don't. My, my point was I was just going to lead into the fact that, it, like, 
it seems that that's very true, right? 2018 is the first time where they didn't didn't make worlds, right? So if there's any ever a time for a perfect reset, uh, like how normal sports organizations go and they reset everything and do it, it seems very short-sighted on still, hey, we have Bjorkson, we have Sven, we need to get it and we need to make it work this year. But starting Spica the week before playoffs seems like it's very short-term. Um, and then my biggest my biggest issue with everything, it's Pars' admission that, you know, it was his bad. They didn't tell Acadian before this information got out. He talked to him about it over lunch. Um, but everything else that's been said about the situation isn't true, except or or it's being overblown. But you know what? Yeah, my bad. This didn't happen. Yeah, actually, I'm so glad because I was about to bring that up since we were on this topic. I think that's the really that's the area where I would fault Parth the most. And I think it's kind of interesting because he kind of breezes over it and almost tends to try to like blame Azale without saying Azale's name for it. But like, I don't know when you're submitting roster stuff and Riot has enough, Riot takes fucking forever to do anything and they have enough time to stick to update their website and like make that information public. And you still haven't told your player. I feel like that's on you. Okay. Um, Azale even waited a day. He said like, he got the information was like, holy shit. And then like waited a day and then tweeted it. Oh God. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, that is that is rough. Um, like that's the weird, thing, interesting thing to me because we were talking about this. There are so many coaches, and there's Parth. There's all these people attached on the support staff, and nobody had the time to like be like. Oh, by the way, Acadian. Um, okay, now it's just a crotch shot, Mark. We need to oh, give me a second, dude. Like, what do you think? I, I got I've got fucking four cameras ready for all the different angles. My cat's gonna show up. Yeah, thank you, thank you. That's what that's what drives the show. <laughs> um, either way, um, so so. I think that's the thing, and I think uh, people drawing. I mean, it's bad that I'm the one saying this because in a second, Twitch chat's gonna be like, Meh. but I think people drawing comparisons to the fact that like Peter found out through Reddit that he was not gonna be on TSM. Acadian finds out through this tweet that he's not starting. It's like, look, there's a communication issue over there that needs to be resolved. Well, wow. that that happened with Bjergsen too, right? It, it got tweeted out that the TSM was requiring Bjergsen, and Andy said, no, we're, no, he's, no, we're not. And then it came out that he was. Yeah. Same like you said with the Sven and Mithy lit, uh, leak uh, for last year. But my only problem with the whole Acadian thing is, yeah, I get I get if there's personal things going on, but this is the same team that announced on Twitter that they were benching, benching Brandini from Academy because of personal issues or behavioral issues. Oh, yeah. And there's mm-hmm. no comments whatsoever about Acadian until this gets announced. So something doesn't add up. Like it's okay for them to have be clear and communicate with one, but not the other. Well, so you brought up the hundred thieves thing, and I just want to say, a statement like Parts would have gone a long way in the the um, Cody Sun situation. Yeah, the Cody Sun situation. Like, I don't. I do think these are different. Where at least like TSM is somewhat attempting to give clarification, even if we're all sitting here dissecting it line by line and yes. what things. Although think worth it. noting, they only did it after like all this Dom stuff went haywire and all that shit. Like, an Acadian came out. Like, I, like it would have been nice if they'd done that before all of that. Yeah, but I mean, if you can get away without a controversy, you try it. But then once it shows up, you're like, all right, we got to we got to address it. Whereas 100 Thieves is just like double down on silence. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the other thing that they, they gloss over very quickly, or part that I should say in, in this was just like, after week six, he starts slumping in all aspects of his play. I believe the reason to be personal. I believe the reason to be personal in nature and unrelated to the team based off my conversation with some people. He was in a slump. 
and then like you know they kind of just like didn't really get into what like, i understand you don't want to speculate about your player's personal life i'm not saying par should have said more there but like as a fan reading that i'm like okay clearly something happened to this kid yeah you know and like you all live and work with the guy someone knows what happened to him it's not like a, a mystery and like a lot of people you know people talk and stuff so like who knows maybe it is the the sven thing that 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 crush who knows you know i'm not i, I don't fucking know but like something happens here and that's why i think it's so weird is because they're like yeah in week five we said he's the man or week four whenever it was and then week six and week seven we, we had to to start pulling the plug on him so I'm like just, yeah. i'm yeah. just entirely confused by the fact that you know he, okay he may have slumped he may have played worse he had a couple of bad games whatever it is they but it's not like he was the only one yeah he, so yeah. I, what I'm confused by is that, like, he gives someone, like, for, first of all, you have him compete for this, the, the, the spot with a jungler that hasn't played in a in half a year, right? Grig hasn't played in half a year. He play, may, play, may have played some scrims, but you have no idea about how he plays on Sage. And the other guy brought you to the finals. Then you announce this guy as the main guy because you're just more confident in him. And then as soon as he's somewhat, like, struggling, doing badly, whatever it is, you exchange him for someone that is like completely unrelated to the team within that very moment. And it's like, I mean, must something must have happened. And I can only speculate as much as any other guy. And I don't I also don't want to like add fuel to the fire. Um, because I do have like some prof professional courtesy to not like say something about other players, even if you know stuff, that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. Um But I like something must have happened, and I don't think they handled it really well because no matter what, a player shouldn't only be cut immediately after you tell him that he's the man. It doesn't work that way. And no matter what, I feel bad for the guy. And I will, I, I, I know, I can just cannot support such behavior. And I feel really bad on a professional level for him. Because if I was in that spot, Jesus, I would have probably been like, I would have been mad enough. Probably like, re, like just let my opinion be known, whether it's on social media or something like that. Because I'm that kind of person. I for sure like done something about it. I'm, I'm just really confused by how it was handled overall and how little anyone from them takes responsibility for it. And that's basically what I'm kind of thinking about. Hey, you just basically publicly kind of ruined, like low-key ruined someone's career, right? You talked about his, that he has personal issues and that's why he slumped. And then you basically kick him off a team for like, for a rookie jungler. It's bad in the public light. And that's what I'm really concerned with. Right, well, I think that's a good point. Like, because they don't give us any real context into what went wrong, you know, they, they brought up a bunch of points about, um, you know, context before what happened and kind of after what happened, but not what actually happened. You know, we're left here speculating, like, what about him is so bad that it's worth taking a risk with a rookie jungler who you've never played with on your team before, right? Like, is he that much of a fucking trash can player that, like, you have to do this? Uh, you know, and, and that's Sven, the Sven rumor would have almost made more sense than, like, what actually came out, right? If you're like, these two people fucking hated each other and we made a decision to send one person away. Like, that almost... You can understand that more than, like, the situation that it did end up popping up. Yeah, just... Right. Team currency didn't work out and we wanted to give it another try in order to get the best out of the team, like, mm -hmm. in the long term. Like, that would have been, like, a perfect announcement. Gun with it. Everyone understands. Good, you know? Yeah. But you just don't do it. Like... So I don't understand because it was actually like kind of framed in a way that Spicker was already better for the short term. He clearly isn't, you know. So 
Yeah, that that and then yeah, the other thing that was weird was like they thought they overperformed in spring, but they went on like an eight and one run and then had to do all that. Like maybe they did overperform a little bit, but like wouldn't it be better to try to set yourself up to try and overperform again than to do this? Yeah. I don't know. And and like the fact that they didn't even have him as as one of the two subs for for playoffs, which Dom on the latest face check said he and Parth have talked about stuff and Parth gave him some more context and basically told him that they brought treats and tactical or put them in, on his subs was because he felt bad with all the the drama in the academy where they benched Brandini, had to move Grig, they stole their academy jungler up to LCS and made them play with all these other people, and he, he felt bad for them, so that's why they listed them as subs. Mm. I mean, either way, uh, you're, you're still so, saying you're not... I, you're, I, oh, God. Never. You know, like, I mean, you know the more... In that, if, if that's actually what he said, then, like... Does he not feel bad for Acadian? Like, oh yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, he brought us the finance. Get it on. It's fine. We're good. You know, we don't need that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think, and that's like something I've noticed, like especially recently. And I think that's something that like may have come with the fact that, the, um, like it used to be like players, coaches, same level kind of like, and then maybe at sometimes like a bit of elevation. But now you have like coach, manager, then you have CGO, CEO like oh, investor like and then uh i mean you know but it, my point is that like yes it feels like that teams become less and less personal and it really hurts the individual player it's more business more than it's actually about the individual player and i don't understand why that has been happening it's not just tsm it's actually a lot of teams where i've seen it where people just get cut right suddenly they get cut and you don't even hear anything about it you don't know anything about it and suddenly it's like what happened you know like um, and I think, for example, remember with the Echo Fox, where like the Phoenix, Phoenix get cut, and like day before the oh, training. Oh yeah. So I feel like we're sometimes forgetting, and like what sometimes we forget is that these players are human beings, right? They're actually whatever that they must have must have done within that short moment to deserve to be kicked. It requires at least some kind of talk about it, like apologies, whatever it is about it, because you can't just treat players that disposable. It shines a really bad light on on both the obviously the teams, but also on the players themselves. Because like, if you t tell someone, okay, this guy's hella replaceable, we don't give, give a shit, he's just gone, and that's it, that's the end of it. Like, what are you telling the other teams, right? You're telling them that this guy is bad, he has done something terrible, uh, don't hire him. That's basically the signal you give to the outside, right? You're not honoring what you're supposed to honor, and. I don't know, like just treating players that disposable is, is really weird to me. I'm not used to it, and I I've never seen this in my life. And I think recently, uh, especially last two years, I think it has become a lot more than it. Yeah, but like the hundred thieves situation, I think everyone can kind of say right. They're a new org. Yeah, everyone basically shit on them for the Cody Sun situation. The thing is, for them, sorry to interrupt, but like for them, for them, I I kind of know obviously the background of it, so I can't really dive in too deep. But I know that they try to handle it as professional as possible, basically giving them the ability to, um, like, even they got so much flack for the media situation, and that's made no sense either, because I actually know the stuff that happened in the background where um, it's just, one of these tried to keep it silent, at least that's from what I, from what I know, simply because they didn't want to, like, do anything bad for the reputation of that player with that moment. Yeah. And I mean, that's I what that's where said they, when he came on, so. That's where they came, what they came from. So I, I think. Maybe for them it's a special case, especially because they're also new, new in League of Legends, whatever it is. But yeah, like it's just it, for me, like it actually hurts my soul to, to like 
talk about this this too, like in terms of like players being disposable of this, because like I've been in certain situations too that where I was treated as a disposable like player, like basically just a marketing tool, whatever it is. Like I've been in that situation, and being in that situation is always terrible. All right, so. I think we're finally done with the topic. <laughs> Vice versa virtue. Do you wanna you wanna say anything as we say goodbye? Uh, no, just shout outs to Alienware uh, movement and then OG sponsor Tidy Cats, right? Yeah, so. thank you. Thank you so much. You can leave now. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> Congrats on the TSM topic. You are a celebrity now. Catch you later. All right. Uh, we have to take a quick break really quickly. Speaking of Alienware, to talk about Alienware, let me throw their uh, logo up on the screen uh, right now. But they are uh, one of our two sponsors for this show. They sponsor everything I do. And they had some crazy big announcements this past week. So they, they announced a complete new... Uh, complete new uh, computers of these beautiful, beautiful machines. Alienware.com slash Travis. Go check it out right now. This this came out at Gamescom. Um, and uh, just a complete refresh on what, they, what they're what they doing. Actually, I need to change the link in the chat because I messed it up. But uh, if you're listening to the YouTube, you can go and click the link down there. If you're listening to the audio, just Alienware.com slash Travis. Uh, go take a look at these new Auroras. They just refreshed them. They look awesome. I'm a huge fan of them. I just uh, begged them for one. I should be getting one soon. Um, fantastic computers, and I think that they're really doing some uh, innovative stuff in the industry from a design perspective. It now matches the design that they have on their Aero 51M and their uh, M15, um, but really, really cool. Also, they have the headsets that they announced at E3 are also available now on their uh, their store, so you can go check those out as well. But uh, some really great stuff coming out from Alienware right now. Uh, just like this year is, a, I know, a really big year for them as they refresh the look of so many of their products and uh, obviously announce even more. So thank you so much to Alienware for uh, ch uh, supporting the show. If you are listening and you want to order something, Travis10 off. Use that code. Don't use the LCS code, all right? Those, those jerks don't need your... I... Please. So... Uh, Alienware.com slash Travis, Travis10 off. That's the code. Um, go ahead and use it and uh, save some money on some awesome new stuff. I have lost uh, Mark. Mark, are you still there? Or are you just frozen? Oh, I'm still here. Okay. Uh, you you got a big F in that in the middle of that. Yeah, yeah the, inter the internet yeah. Is, uh, is choking out right now, unfortunately. But we will we will get it back. I'm going to refresh your... You your, should uh, unplug everyone's computer that's not yours. They're the, they're the problem. <laughs> yeah, I think... Kobe needs to pay the rent uh, every month, and if I did that, he would maybe not be down. So, uh, but I think we should be getting everything stabilized right now. If you missed it, oh. you mean turn my webcam on and off? What are you yes. doing? Yeah, I don't know. I just, <laughs> Goodbye. I just, I just dropped it in, and it's not. <laughs> doing anything right Strangely, telling him. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I see it on my screen. I don't know. Interesting. Okay, I will. Maybe it's a Skype issue. I might just recall you in a second if it doesn't work. Um, wait, amazing. Do you see me? Um, nope. Oh, wait, so this is on my end then? Or... Yeah, unless you have turned it to darkness itself, you know? <laughs> Turn all the lights off. Yeah, I will just, <laughs> I'll recall you both uh, right now. Oh, wait, no, there you go. All right, now I see you on Skype, but for some reason uh, we're still not getting your feet on the, on XSplit. XSplit? Why are you doing this? Interesting. Okay. Um, Mark, I'm going to recall you. One second. I'm going to recall both of you. Fine. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da.
Recalling. Amazing will hopefully start moving on screen. Everyone will remember to mute on Skype. I just muted. Mm, same. Am I still not here? No. Uh, nope. There we go. Oh, there we are. We fixed it. As my internet chokes out. I need to figure that out. I don't... I. It's just hard because, you know, people are like, just fix it, but... You can't really just... You know, if your ISP sucks, you're just kind of stuck. Just go to, uh... Alienware training facility to do the show out of it. It'll be great branding. Yeah, maybe. I, uh... I don't know if I need to be even more associated with Team Liquid than I already am. Um, alright. Wait, Mark? Are you still here? Wait, my Skype just fucking gave up on life. Okay, this is not on me. Unhandled exception has occurred in your application. If you click continue, the application will ignore this error and attempt to continue. If you okay. click quit, just, the application just quit, will close. Quit and restart and join Skype and it'll... I click continue. Okay. Great. What? You definitely must continue. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Can you mute? Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. Ugh. Go grab the next caller. <laughs> ah! TSM is so unhappy with us that they're sabotaging everything that is attached yeah. to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just how it works. All right. That's how they spend the free time. DDoSing. Yeah. My, well, the guy who helps me with investments is in chat and he says, Microsoft stock is so good though. So he's... He's advocating. Do we have our uh, next... Oh, Mark is grabbing them right now. Uh, a couple more shout-outs to some subs. Thank you to Easy Moto for 16 months. Boba Cola gifted to Boater Michael. Pharmacist. Smoke Dog for 12 months. Quiet Pirate for 12 months. Brawler Yukon for 12 months. Holy moly. Uh, St. Louis Slayer for 16. Coco Sanchez for 17. And we have our next caller, Zasser77. Is that how you say it? Zasser? Uh, I don't think that's how you say anything. <laughs> but it's fun. Wait, he he fucking lied to me. I asked him if what he what he called for, and he said he called for troll games. And then I scrolled up, and I totally pulled him for Clutch Gaming will win the gauntlet in third place match. Well, I can't hear him right now. Can you hear him? I heard him fine in the other in the waiting room. I don't know what happened to him. Zaser, Zaser. All right, maybe you have okay. to send him back, and then uh, you can. I see him lighting up, so he's trying to talk. But maybe you grab the next person, Zaser. All right. Okay, yeah. Uh, Zaster, maybe we figure out what's going on with your stuff, and then we, we bring you back. Alright. Mark is grabbing the next person still. Sorry about the... Suddenly, everything is not working. Uh, seems a lot like my life. My, months delicious, three months in a row. Mr. Mojo, two months. And Pokemans, who's not Pokemon, uh, a whole year. Freak Peach for nine months. Boba Cola gifted to Niski and On One Villain, and Vasilum gifted to Demonte and Medic Cass. Well, this nice is a individual. next level troll by by Discord now because I I can hear him in the other room, but when I drag him in here, it doesn't work. And he was just counting. I told him to keep counting as I dragged him from from the other room, and it's we stopped hearing it once I dragged him. Should we all go to the other room and send the waiting two, room people down here? There's two more. There's two more people. So what if we do the other two people and then get to Zaster last, and we'll yes. all go join Let's him in the that. waiting Let's room? Let's do that. Okay. I thought that's Sorry, what we were doing. <clears throat> Anti TP. Eight, Dak Jamkin, Ezreal Auditore, Atari Legend, Purple is My Rain, OPTSM fan gifted to Danksor and Kelsey Vermij. Uh And Gully Pete is here. Gully Pete, where are you calling from? Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. Okay, we can hear you. It's great. Uh, what do you hey. want to talk about on the show tonight? <clears throat> uh, my hot take was that FlyQuest was going to win the gauntlet. Uh, I think they've had 
a lot of time to prep and analyze all the teams that are going to be in the gauntlet. So I think they will have a pretty good uh, upper hand against them. FlyQuest will be winning the gauntlet. So they are our third team to go to Worlds. Yes. Oh, okay. God. I hope not. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, so can you elaborate on why this will work? Uh, I think they have a lot of really good players. I know they finished very poorly throughout the regular split. Uh, I think they just had a lot of turbulence as far as that went. But I think uh, with the amount of time they've had to kind of uh, get their shit together, I think that they can put in a very good run against all the other teams, especially since they've had a lot of time to see what they all have. What did they finish at the split? Eighth? Uh, ninth, ninth, I think. <laughs> I think they lost to Echo Fox, who was 10th at their very last game. You know, I'm just, I'm still trying to understand why you think this. I know you just sort of explained, but like. I like, I like how he glazed over all of their problems as. Hold on, we can hear your keyboard. Oh, sorry. Uh, you glazed over all their problems as turbulence. Hello. I would think all their players were actually on the roster for a while. What do you mean? Like, didn't they have some issues in the beginning of the split where, like, oh, some people did. were swapped in and out? No, what did was wasn't there yet. Yeah, but that was what? I think that was the only thing. And then that like revenge coming in for the academy team. Yeah. So I, I think. With their whole roster and having a lot of time to just sit down and, and practice with that roster, I think that uh, they can actually put it... Because a lot of these players are good players. You have Wadid, who was on G2, who was in semifinals of Worlds last year. You have Bo Belter, who was with TL for several of their uh, title wins. You have uh, Santorin, who was a very good jungler. You have Viper, who's a good top laner, and Wild Turtle, who is a very good ADC. And my camera doesn't work anymore. Yeah, yeah, I'm fixing it. Continue. So, so uh, uh, yeah, I think you have all the pieces there. I think the, the issue is getting those pieces to fit, which is what I think they're working on right now before the gauntlet. Right. So, I mean, like, Wadid was, I think, in America prior to uh, actually playing for quite a period of time. I think he actually didn't even miss any I, time. I interviewed him at, like, the the asset day like before the start of the split yeah he, he was here the whole time and he was scrimming with them the whole time i think there was a slight visa issue in getting him onto stage right away and then once they started scrimming with him uh they kind of stuck with jj for a little bit before they actually moved him up um but that said i don't know man like i agree in premise that, like they have a lot of talented players they shouldn't be that bad um but can you mute your microphone please when you're getting some uh, weird feedback Sorry, continue, Mark. Yeah, anyway, so I was just saying, like, yes, they have talented players. Even then, they, they peaked at fourth in spring. Maybe they would have won the third, fourth place match. And on top of that fact, they just don't work well as a team right now, from what I can see. It's not like, oh, they just really tanked a little bit and slumped right at the end there. They were struggling all split long with finding any sort of identity resembling a winning formula. And to just cook one up in a month is, is pretty difficult because it's not like... You have to become a playoff team only. You know, you have to become the third best team beating some people like Clutch and CLG who are working pretty well right now, which is, is a very tall order to improve that drastically from ninth to third best. So yeah. 
I think I think Clutch would be probably their hardest uh, opponent as far as the gauntlet goes, but I think CLG and definitely TSM showed a lot of very clear weaknesses. And I think that uh, if they practice right and and can meld together well, I think they could definitely overcome both of those teams. I think, but like I said, the only team I see them actually like having a lot of issues with would be Clutch. I'm actually in a different board. I think they will for sure lose to CLG. There's no way they're going to beat CLG. I think there's actually more possibility for them to beat both TSM and Clutch. But I don't think that no matter what, they, they can make it simply because the issues they split come from a meta change. Um, I think between spring and summer, um, mid lane pool has been changed completely. I think Pobota has not been able to play the champions that he wants to play. Like Ryze got nerfed. Um, I mean, they need a Koki and Azir, that kind of meta coming in. I guess that saved him, saved him a bit. But if, if now, especially for players in the gauntlet, I think Aurelia, Akali, these kind of gems are going to be really, really dominant and they're going to be really important to the mid lane pool as well as Silas. And I don't think that they are a good team at playing aggressive from mid lane, which makes them someone a team that is going to lose to any team that is going to play well around mid lane. That's what I'm feeling. It's not like the bot lane is caring either. Honestly, I the only one that I see popping off once in a while is Viper and he gets like two to three wins. Um, but overall playoff series, like Riven is banned, maybe another top laner is banned, I think it's gone. So what, what do you do at that point? I think they just don't have enough firepower to actually compete with teams like CG or CLG. Yeah, just it seems wild to think that this team is, after having such a terrible summer split, is going to come back at a time when we are seeing, like, TSA is going to be in the gauntlet, uh, CLG or Clutch are going to pop in. Like, it's just, it's like the, both CLG and Clutch, I think people have been impressed with recently. So it's just, it's, it, it's so hard to imagine a world where FlyQuest makes it through. Yeah. Mark, any thoughts? I, I said, I said my piece already. I said there's no way that they can improve that much. They can improve enough to become like a playoff team, but these are all, you know, the best playoff teams remaining. Yeah. I worry for your cable. It's a it's a cloth one or like okay. a you know not a plastic one. Okay. Either way, so we do, generally it sounds like we disagree with the idea that FlyQuest is going to make it through. And uh, no offense to Gully Pete, but it doesn't seem like you have a great rebuttal. Um, a lot of it. I mean, we've seen miracles happen in the past, and I know that's kind of a shitty way to write it off as, but I do. Like, we have seen all of these players be very, very good in the past. And I, 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 it's basically a lot of me repeating myself. I do think that they can work out a lot of their issues and, and make a decent run. Well, we'll Who see. is your favorite player in the league? Hmm, that would be my boy, Niski. Oh, okay. I thought for sure he's going to be 100. Or, no, excuse me, uh, Flat Quest. Yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely a C9 fan. Huh. Thanks so much, Gully Pete, for calling in. Anything you want to say as we say goodbye? Uh, no, just uh, thank you. Keep up the good work, guys, and uh, have a good night. Yeah, have a good one. Too. All right, moving on to our next caller. We'll do one caller, market. Oh, he's gone. Um, we we'll grab one caller and then we'll take uh, our final break and then we'll take our last caller and that'll be the show. Um, running running down towards the sec the final bits here. Uh, Bowie Nico, thank you for the sub. Josh Rive, Wilka Beast, Caruse, 44, Conflict 801, Big for Air, Eyes Panda, Free Vanilla, and Nobody BP. Mr. Dongstrong is here. Mr. Dongstrong, where are you calling from? Yeah. Uh, from Seattle, Washington. 
Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Excited to so, have you um, on the show. Uh, yeah, welcome, me, yeah. welcome to the show. I'm going to be in Seattle uh, next week. Really? Nice. For PAX. Is that for Oregon? Is that PAX? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Alienware is doing something. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it yet, but I'm. Thank I'm you, Alienware. Yes. Uh, well, what uh, would you so like yeah. to talk about? So um, I've been a Clan 9 fan for about five years since uh, 2014 spring. Uh, and I very vividly remember Amazing beating them in 2014 Summer Finals. Thank you, Amazing. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so my topic was that uh, that if Reaper and C9 lose this final, that I think Reaper, Reaper should face a fair amount of criticism for having a lot of talented rosters fail to take the title for the third year in a row. So if he loses this, then he'll be 0-4 in finals since he's been uh, the continent head coach. And you know, just a little disclaimer, I'm not saying that like, you know, Reaper should be shit on or be called a bad coach or anything like that because he's a really, really good fucking coach. And I, I'm like, again, like I'm a really huge C9 fan. I'm really appreciative of what Reaper's done uh, over the years. But like, um, yeah, I think, you know, just like, I, I think it does beg the question, you know, like whether like, you know, there is some sort of consistent factor to, to that um, if he does go 0 4 in finals. Yeah. It's so difficult to try to criticize him given how much he's accomplished on the international stage with that team. Exactly. And the fact that he has made it to like, finals four times in the past three years uh that is impressive but as you say he also loses a lot so uh <clears throat> mark you're making a face well you got to make it to the big game to lose the big game right so mm. he's gotta be pretty good um yeah i got a question for amazing since he played them uh jensen had mentioned when he swapped from c9 to team liquid one of the reasons he was making the move was he always felt like his teams were worse, and he always felt like they were the underdog going in the finals. You played against them. Did you feel like you guys were the favorites um, at all when you guys played? Or did you only ever play against the high roster? I only played against... The, oh, no, I played against the C9. No, it was only, only, in World, only in World 2015. Like, when I played... That was a high Jensen ah, So I didn't get the, get the better ones. Well, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I can kind of take a question like somewhere else, and like it just, yeah. I, I'm kind of confused by C9. I think they're great, but I think they never shoot for domestic success anyway. That's what is kind of weird about them. I think it's actually mm -hmm. not their main motivation to win the split. I don't think they're the ones putting so much emphasis on it. Like TSM, for example, is really clear cut on that they want to win every split, right? I've never heard C9 actually make that statement. Like, that they're like, oh, we really want to take this, but that's like our main motivation. Like, we want to win this. I feel like international success is so much more important to them, just as a general exposure. And so far, they've been better suited than any other NA team to actually compete on the international stage. Like, yeah, last split, I mean, I guess last split was an outlier. Um, but I do think, generally speaking, like the teams uh, that Reaper has put up have just been good internationally and they're hard to beat. And I think that's what they're actually shooting for. So I actually wouldn't necessarily blame him for losing domestic finances uh, because I don't think he's actually personally aiming for that, nor is the organization aiming for that. Niski in chat says, time to play WoW Classic. <laughs> so it does seem like they're not prioritizing finals. But if they don't, if they don't prioritize finals, then like... like... Then, then why stop there? You know, like, am I, like if you're good enough to make finals, then like, why not just win it? You know what I mean? Like, if yeah, you're good enough yeah. to make finals, you should be good enough to win finals. Mm. In my opinion, it's one of those things where, like, I can understand if you're saying like we want to be the strongest team heading into world, so you do some stuff in summer split, and you're not like you know, shorting yourself um, for like only being good in spring, and you're only playing the comps you currently know or something like that. 
But once you're in the finals, you know, you should probably be, you know, pretty focused on winning them. Mm-hmm. That said, you know, like, I don't know if I ever feel like when I watch those series, I'm like, man, he super got out coached. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't always feel that way. There's been enough close ones. Like, I think they've gone to game five, like three or four times. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I, I don't. I can't remember, like, ah, oh, yeah, he really fucked that series up. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's yeah. happened, and it, it's just slipped the, my mind, though. The only thing that I would think back to is when, uh, I think it was, like, when, when Jensen talked like talked about, like, why he left C9 or whatever, um, mm-hmm. he brought up a lot about how, um, like, in t- the 2018 Summer Finals, he felt like, like, they should like, he was kind of frustrated, and that they fe- he felt like they should have just stuck to what was working, because he felt like they tried to throw, like, a few curveballs, like, Teal's way or whatever, and that he just felt like they weren't really exactly sticking to what was working for them. And uh, that's part of the reason why he felt like he wanted to move on to a different team so he can get a trophy like he wanted. No, yeah, yeah that... you go, amazing. No, I can see that. I think, I mean, last year there were definitely the underdogs. There was no, I want to see there was little to no way that they're going to beat uh, TL, like TL, yeah. which is a different monster. Um, I do feel like that C9 sometimes has an over focus and over emphasis on certain weird champion combinations that only work in certain situations in order to throw people off. For example, this, the Yasugaga spam that they had throughout the year, for example, uh, then having like Blabba play a couple games, you know, that like it's like utilizing his champion pool with the Kindred or like Driven. It's just sometimes they're, they're weirdly focused on certain picks, and I think that's why they're struggling in top teams so far, or at least like against the best teams, because the best teams will have routines that will always cover more ground than like weird champion picks, right? Uh, what I mean by that is like, uh, there's certain systems in place where you have comeback options, like fallback options. For example, like pushing out another wave, like in order to uh, greet for another wave in order to store the enemy tempo. That's, for example, one thing. Like, and Taylor is like really good at answering a lot of the things that, like, um, for example, weird champion picks could kind of like enable. Where uh, their their fundamentals are really good. They're able to have a lot of fallback options. They're always going to get the farm that they want. So C9 by comparison, just against them at least, because they feel like that in most cases they're the worst individual players, I think uh, they try to rely too much on weird champion picks. I do, however, think that this year, it's a different beast. I understand, I mean, the last year was definitely that way, where they were just a lot worse than TL. Even though Cloud9 was like coming in super hot into the playoffs, they were like 9-1 and one in the back half or something like that. And a lot of people predicted Cloud9 to win that, that final, even though they weren't. But like, you think that, that TL was just miles better either way? Yeah, I mean, okay. it's similar to the story, I guess, that, like, for example, last year, I played in the finals against uh, Fnatic, and I knew that, like, unless we have better routines than them, we're not going to beat mm-hmm. them. We had to rely on, like, one or two bad, like, with champion picks uh, to make that happen, and it just didn't happen. I think it's the same story for C9 against CL, um, at least last year, but this year, like, the individual prowess of C9 should actually be almost, almost on par with TLs, and I think... Yeah, Jensen on Iski, depending on who the mid laner is, right? Like, for, I mean, obviously, I mean, if, if Jensen was on a team uh, on Cianzel and Niski was on TL, I think it would be the same story. Like, both mid laners are kind of equal right now, and none of them is like really an underdog against one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I, I have a hard time wanting to criticize Reaper that much. I, I mean, like, I don't mind criticizing mm-hmm. him in, like, in the moment of, like, oh, yeah, that was probably the wrong draft, or that was that wasn't right. But I, I don't know if I, I levy too much criticism at, at his entire career because mm-hmm. the thing about coaching is it doesn't necessarily end with just like um, pick ban or results. It's also like how well he's positioned the organization over his tenure. 
where, and I don't want to say all the Academy stuff is his success because, you know, uh, West Rice and stuff do, do a lot of things and there's other people involved and there's managers and stuff. But as a whole, yeah. that might be one of the best run organizations, it seems, based off the fact that they've been able to deal with player turnover and keep losing players and stay consistently, you know, making these finals appearances. Yeah. I think a large part of that does come down to Reaper. And so, like, you know, you can say, ah, he should be winning more and you might be right. But, like, he also has a lot of other strengths beyond just the finals performances. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you know, that's what I said at the beginning. Like, I don't think, like, he's, like, by any means that he should be, like, called a shitty coach or whatever, because he is definitely or in the West, even. But um, do you, you, know, do you say, think just, his like, reputation exceeds his, like, performance? Is that what you're getting at, or? I'd say so, yeah. Hmm? yeah. I mean, his, uh, his, his playoff best of five record, if my memory serves me right, it's five and six. Uh, best, uh, best of five record in playoffs, like, not including this upcoming final. Which should be like zero and three in finals. So like, I'm not trying to be like results based analysis. No, I understand. Like, I understand yeah. what you mean though. Like, you can't yeah. say, I can kind of see that, yeah. Yeah, it's like being like five and six and you know playoff best of five record. It's like he's had like this would be his seventh split coaching C9 or being in yeah. uh, being in NA. So I mean like, you know, zero for seven. I'm not saying it's like you know again. I'm not saying he's like shitty or anything like that. But just like it kind of begs the question. So, I think he's one of the best coaches. Okay. Yeah. But I I do think that he's not as good as people make I mean make him out to be. That's what I think. I think he's mm -hmm. still limited, and that's just some things that um, obviously like you can criticize about him. It's not too much, but mm -hmm. I do think he's he's not like that kind of like big brain god tier coach that everyone thinks like oh like he's the public uh, thinks he is. I think he's he's a really good coach, however. Yeah, I, I uh, if you want some some gossip, I know. Two or three coaches have told me that they don't like they like drafting against them because they they feel like they know what's going to happen for the most part, <laughs> and they're not worried. So like they don't they they don't think he's like that drafting god or anything like that. I remember an interview uh, or something like that with uh, with Reaper who he said like uh, usually with this drafting process or um, and again this this is you know based on my memory and like but this is something that uh, that I recall him saying was that uh, he goes through a lot of his draft um, his draft prep like in the shower in the morning. Like when he like as he's showering in the morning, like in his head for like ten to fifteen minutes, and that's like his his draft prep. So you take take that with you know I mean, whatever amount also, of brain stuff that you want, but like you know, I mean, also words. I did an interview with Zazel this weekend where he, they said they had twenty pages of documentation. For I, I also filthy. saw that too. Yeah. So, yeah, so conflicting. Just, I don't think it's like hmm. they show up with like uh, with Reaper being like. So I got some shampoo in my eyes, so I'm not sure how to deal with support, but we've got everything else. Ban all soap-based champions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No more Nami right there. Yeah. yeah. No bubbles. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, hey, thanks so much for calling in. Uh, I do think it's an interesting topic, Mr. Dongstrong. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Anything you want to say as we say goodbye? Uh, thank you, Alienware. Thank you, Travis and Mark and Amazing. Thank you guys so much. Have a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you to you. We're going to take a quick break just to talk about Movement, who joined us as a sponsor last week for the first time. Uh, they make some great stuff. I'm wearing glasses that they make right now for specifically for using uh, the computer. Um, you can uh, you can check that out. They also have uh, great watches. I've been wearing this one a ton. I have this one over here, which I need to get uh, fitted, but it's also pretty slick. I like it a lot and a little bit um, on the fancier side. And also the sunglasses that you see me wear in my... LCS interviews on the weekend are from them. In fact, right now, if you're watching on one, well, if you're watching on YouTube, you can just scroll down 
and click the link uh, below. Uh, there's a link there, and it saves you some money if you want to go check out some of their cool stuff. They make other things as well, by the way, but those are the, the things that I've been using. Travis, are they, are they down for trolling in, in uh, plugs or no? I don't know them well enough yet to, uh, to do that, but... Um, so I can't say stuff about my cat. It's a cute little collar. Well, they don't make the collar. I guess that you were going to make the Well, I mean, but I usually just lie about stuff for Alienware. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know these guys well enough yet so to have you lie. Either way. All right. Okay. Cut that part. And for the next two hours, if you're watching live, by the way, for the next two hours and 16 minutes uh, before the day ends here in, in LA, which is, by the way, where they're based out of, it's kind of cool to be working with a company that's based out of LA, uh, they have 26% off site-wide, 26% off everything crazy so if you're watching right now go check out uh the link below uh mvmt.cc slash travis gafford there's a box underneath the stream that you can hit if you're watching on youtube you can do that check out some of their stuff they make great stuff and i really appreciate uh their support of the show and mark will have stuff as soon as he decides to link it to me he i told him just send me i told mark just send me what you want and they'll send it to you so uh, I forgot. I'm kind of busy. Just pick things you think I would like or that would look good on me. No. You have better se- you have a better sense of fashion than I do, dude. Now's your chance to show it off. I don't know how to dress you. Well, I guess you're not yeah, as good yeah, as you thought actually, you were. That's a hard one, actually. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come yeah, on, what, what, what are you guys saying that. here? <laughs> go find stuff. All right, whatever. Either way, thank you so much, Movement, for uh, sponsoring, and please go check. Everyone go check out their link. That I have because it helps me, and that's what we're all here for. All right, let's move on to our final caller of the evening. We gotta go for the mass uh, commute. Oh yeah, we're going over. Yeah, I'll drag you. Right. Travis, you're coming. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Zaser. Can we hear you? Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we can. We can hear you in this channel. Discord's insane. Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, East Lansing, Michigan. East Lansing, Michigan. I'm gonna turn you up a bit. You're a little quiet. Um, well, great. Uh, are you going to be going to Detroit Finals? Uh, yes. All right, fantastic. Hope, hope to see you there. What would you like to talk about on the show tonight? I think that in the EU or LEC, it's not necessarily bad that teams are Whoa. kind of trolling in the last couple of weeks with picks. I told with... you. Uh, didn't you. Didn't you hear me in the other channel where I was saying this isn't what I pulled you for? I want you to talk about you... the clutch yeah, that's why that's what I pulled you for. Not this trolling topic. No one cares about Europe here. Okay, so uh, I think Clutch Gaming will win the gauntlet. <clears throat> okay, so we had a FlyQuest fan a little bit ago. I think Clutch is perhaps less of a hot take. Why do you think uh, that Clutch will win the gauntlet? I'll, I think the, the gauntlet boss right now is TSM, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that Clutch can easily beat them because TSM seems to be sorts recently. I don't think FlyQuest has much of any chance considering they finished ninth. And I think that Clutch Gaming can is favored over CLG considering Clutch Gaming is kind of coming in on a hot streak. And Huni seems to be performing, seems to be like meshing together very well. And the meta seems to be pretty favored to them. All right. I'm just going to throw, I mean, we're, we're wrapping up the show. We'll, we'll go through this quick. Amazing. Is Clutch the best candidate to make it through Gauntlet? Um, how to say, actually, I think uh, it's so hard to give them like that much respect because I actually don't know how good in TSM 
was when they played him. I think TSM was pretty bad. I think TL had like two off games where they played really bad and then gave them a lot of leeway that way. I think they're probably the second strongest team in Gauntlet. I think I would still favor CLG over them. Um, I think CLG just has better routines overall. Their worth playing is a lot more replica replicable in the best of five. I think that their prep against most teams has been good so far. Um, and I think they're actually individually not really outmatched by CG either. So they're not going to fall in the same trap that they did against C9, where they're just individually outmatched and lose that way. I think it's CG they have a decent matchup, and I think CG is just... Yeah, their prep, their prep overall is just really good, because every, every time I see them play, they have new routines coming in that have been optimized, and I think in the best of five, that's probably going to be more likely to take care of business than um, having to win early fights in order to win the game. It's weird because most of the time we see Clutch win, it's because they got Rumble or Kiana or something. Mm. And that was true in both their wins against Team Liquid. And it feels like I'm not sure what they do to win when they don't get those. They play this a similar way. Cody has like his hyper carries like Zaya or Sivir he wants to play for the most part. And then the mid lane and top still have like some unique picks, but they don't quite seem as effective. So... I, I, I'm kind of with Amazing. The question is, like, what is CLG's actual level? Because in the first two games, they kind of just got completely rolled over. And they should have got rolled over game three, but they managed to come back. And then in game four, they actually looked pretty good before they kind of uh, threw it and got flanked by um, uh, C9 a couple times. So, like, that's the question. It's like, is it more game four for CLG, or is it game one, two, and three's early game? Because if it's game one, two, and three... I actually think they're in a lot of trouble against uh, Clutch Gaming. But if it's game four, and I lean towards believing that they're more like game four and they just had a bad start to that playoff series, then, I don't know, CLG? I, I mean, I think it's going to end up being them in the finals of the gauntlet. And I think you were, you're probably looking at a five-game series. I mean, it is, it is kind of a tussle. Yeah. I think the other thing is neither of these teams feel as like, consistent or safe you know, like, I, it could be a 3-0 because one of the teams just has, like, a terrible day or, like, the yeah. pressure gets to them or something. Um, but yeah. it is, it's, like, super fascinating to know what's going to end up happening uh, in a couple of weeks now. I mean, the funny thing is we have a week off for Labor Day, so this is still three weeks out. Um, we'll see how things go. See how things go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, you know what, I'm changing my mind. I'm going with Clutch because really? Demonte actually... Demonte watches this show, whereas, you know, Biofrost and Poe are nice, and they, you know, is talk Demonte to us in the chat stuff, right now. But... Oh, I don't know. Is he not? Because if he's not anymore, I'm not. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see him talking. He doesn't seem to be reacting to this. Then you should check your prediction again because he's not watching anymore. Okay, Demonte yeah. and Clutch are in the chat, but I don't know if they're just AFK. Clutch is here. All right, yeah, let's go. Clutch Gaming three two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's no CLG account. Actually, CLG account sometimes is in here, but they're not in here tonight. So that's why. That's what I was saying is that CLG is cool with us and they do a lot of nice stuff with us, but they don't, they're not quite like true homies like Demonte and Niski are. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Whatever. Anyway, so verdict is Clutch is going to win because we're biased towards them because they hang out in our chat. Yep. And they've got the um, Dignitas um, wind um... beneath their wings right now. Zacer, thank you so much for calling in. Anything you want to say as we say goodbye? Um, nope. Thanks for hosting and 
Have a good night. Yeah, have a you good too. One. See ya. All right. I am going to go get some food because I am starving. Uh, let's go through and say our goodbyes, though. Mark, do you have any shout-outs, anything you want to say? What's going on with you? Going to DMV tomorrow. You want to ask about why, Travis, so I can, I can explain all the paperwork I need? Look, I got some of it here. Yes, please explain. I want to know. All right, so this is a title. Uh, I need to have a title. I need to fill in the information uh, from my dad's transfer of it to me. What's interesting is you can kind of – you're supposed to sell it to someone else, and then you get taxed on the amount of yeah, sell so value. Yeah, so you can sell it for way less. Right, so my dad gave it to me, right? So, like, can yeah. I write zero? That's I, the question. Does anyone in Twitch chat know? You should Can I write zero? Hit up esports law on Twitter. Just email. Just tweet right. at them. <laughs> so I gotta do all that. Actually, just uh, tweet at all the esports lawyers. Like, just find all the esports lawyers on Twitter and just create a massive tweet that just ask asks about this and see what you get in response. Well, all of Twitch chat saying yes, but I also don't trust Twitch chat for shit. No. Uh, so I don't... <laughs> like, probably none of these people have ever done anything like this. Yeah, I don't think you should consult Twitch chat in that kind of scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it's kind of dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, you actually got sued. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I just have to do that. Got my registration. Got it's my like, smog check today. Guys, we really that. need to hit the sub goal because you guys got Mark sued or audited or whatever, screwed by the government. So we need to make back that money for him. Actually, would you, get you get audited, actually? I don't know what it would. I don't know what that would. You'd get find or something i don't know what it would look like yeah i'm sure they just want they want to do as little work as possible for as much money as possible so they'll just yeah find you and they'll be like all right contest us if you think we're wrong oh yeah <sighs> uh amazing what do you got going on uh i'm Are gonna go streaming? on a hike tomorrow no i'm not streaming right now uh but i guess you can catch my thoughts on my twitter because i'm really active there and i shit post a lot so that's entertaining yeah uh, other than that, no. I'm actually going to fly out to Detroit, so come meet me there if you can. And if you want to, we actually have a fan meet on Sunday too, so that's going to be interesting. And then afterwards, I'm free to go back to Europe. Are you going to go back uh, to Europe? Yeah, I'm going to go Amsterdam and then home and then Ibiza, which nice. is going to be pretty good. That sounds so nice. I have to go uh, to fucking Worlds. It's a pain in the ass. I mean, I'm going to go there too, but... That's that's far in the future. I'm not thinking about that yet. Yeah. No, no leak in my brain for now. Mark? I'll, I'll vouch Amazing Twitter is a good follow. I don't know why, but I wasn't following him until I had to follow him to DM him to come on this show. Yeah, I just this followed show. him too. I feel bad about that. I guess I didn't think to follow him whenever he came over here. I I refuse to follow LEC players because they're just the worst. But LCS so you players don't, you don't follow Perks? Uh, I, I might follow Perks. I don't think I follow Perks. I don't think I do either. Anyways, yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a good follow, so I can say it's, it's not like <laughs> one of these shitty ones. Yes, yes. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I and we can all agree. Follow amazing on on Twitter. For me, um, you know, I'm just continuing to exist as a mortal on this planet, and um, hopefully one day, I. Find happiness. That's the show, everyone. Actually, I think <laughs> God, I think that's something that depressing. I think this sitting. Uh, thanks so much, Movement and Alienware, for uh, sponsoring the show. Mark's camera froze again, and uh, that's the show. Thanks, everyone. This has been Hotline League episode eighty something. Eighty seven.